This is Saturday, September 4th, and today we begin with an interesting challenge. Do you ever read scripture and feel like you've encountered a contradiction? There's one of those that appears in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy. Here are the two passages in question. The first is in Numbers 13, verse 1 to 2. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief, from among them. Now here's the second passage. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 22. Here's what Moses says. Then all of you came near to me and said, Let us send men before us, that they may explore the land for us, and bring us word again of the way by which we must go up, and the cities into which we shall come. Now the book of Deuteronomy is an extended sermon that Moses gives to the people before his death. He's recounting much of what has happened in the wilderness. And notice that in coming to chapter 1, we reach this point that's talked about in Numbers chapter 13, this time when the spies are sent into the land. But did you hear the discrepancy? In Numbers, Moses says that the Lord commanded that spies be selected from each of the tribes. But later on, he says that the people came up with the idea. Now, has Moses forgotten what actually happened? Does he now blame the entire episode on the people? Or has he come to a different way of looking at this event? Well, he doesn't tell us. But I think both of these words are true. How can they be true? Well, he is telling us about this scene from two different perspectives, sort of like the differences two witnesses might have when they see the same car accident. Now, in the second case from the book of Deuteronomy, the people were eager to get to their destination. After God gave his people the law and he began to order their lives and give, gave structure to them as a nation, Moses told the people that the Lord had land waiting for them. And true to form, the people wanted to get there as soon as possible, even though the Lord knew they were not ready. But how would they learn this? How would they see that they weren't ready? Well, the Lord told them to send spies into the land. Now, as I read this, it seems clear that having a free life is more challenging, more daunting than we think. We think freedom means living without constraints. But think about it. If you are set free, you now have new decisions to make. And these were decisions that were made for you before. But now, you must make them. You can do what you want. But you have to choose what you want. And then you have to live with your choices. So you might say it's something like this. The more freedom we have, the more responsibility we come to assume. We become more responsible for our lives as a result, and not less. And this is what Israel has to learn. Yes, they can send spies into the land to explore, but that will leave them with a decision to make. 
they will have to live with that decision. Freedom requires choices. And again, that means responsibility. Now, this is no different for us as we, as Christ followers. One of the great German theologians was visiting the U.S. a generation ago, and he was asked what kind of theology he would write if he were an American. He stated, I would try to elaborate a theology of freedom. You see, he could see that freedom was being proclaimed here in America, but the understanding of that freedom was weak and thin. It did not include an understanding of the responsibility inherent in freedom. He said he would write about that that the freedom to which the Son gives frees us, which as his gift is the real human freedom. I think he had that right. We need to know what our freedom in Christ consists of and how to live free lives. Yes, we are free from sin and death, but now what are we to do with our lives? How are we to live with this freedom? We begin to see that we have a new responsibility. You see, there's a false teaching that says that freedom means doing whatever I want. But we learn that a true freedom is being able to live as God created me to live from the very beginning. It's being able to enjoy, to enjoy God and to serve the living God because the constraints of my sin have been obliterated by the love of Jesus. Let's pray together. Loving God, as we're ending this week in your word, You've set us free from those things that hold us in bondage. Our sin doesn't define us and death, even death, no longer holds us. Show us how to live in your love. Teach us your ways, O Lord, that we might walk in your truth. For we pray in your name. Amen.